Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, folks, I uh, had a really good weekend on uh, Labor Day. I think you did, too. But I want to say something to you. It's important at the beginning of the show. I'm going to get to this in a minute here. I feel like I saw some things this weekend, and I feel like there's a real renaissance coming in this country, really. Um, I think there are another generation of patriots coming up on, uh, coming on board who've seen the other side of the freedom equation, and they, um, they don't like it. I'm going to put a little smile on here. I got a loaded show today. A, a Fauci gets nailed to the wall again. Um, another fake news hoax on Ivermectin loaded show. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, producer Joe, it's been three days since I've seen you last. There you go. Let's go. (laughs) Joe had pent up energy from yesterday. He had to let that out, folks. Yeah, it was important. (laughs) Joe was going to explode. He may have had a coronary event. (laughs) So good to have you all back. Uh, We took yesterday off, loaded a bunch of interviews up, which were really great. I hope you checked them out. And big news on the radio show today. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, DJT, on the radio show today. Do not miss the Dan Bongino Show. Listen on your local station, or you can listen on our website at Bongino.com. Don't miss it. I'm sure we'll be breaking news. So, folks, I, I on, a, on a good note, I feel like a renaissance is coming. I had a good weekend. I mean that for the first time in a long time. Spent a lot of time with my lovely wife, Paulita. Spent a lot of time with my with my one, my other daughter had to work. She's uh, going to be an adult in January. So she was working, but my youngest daughter and I had a good time and I feel an American Renaissance is coming. There's also a chant that's been going viral around the country. And I was out on a boat this weekend with a friend of mine and I saw more of these flags that said this on the flag than I saw of any other flag. I'm not kidding. Yeah, play this cut. This is a new anthem of the Labor Day weekend and maybe the new viral anthem going forward. Check this out. Joe Biden was the anthem this weekend. Now, big thank you to producer Joe, producer Jim as well. There's a lot of editing involved in that video. Um, They are not saying we love Joe Biden in that video. There's a reason it's bleeped out. Uh, You can imagine what goes in there. It rhymes with duck. (laughs) Hey, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not, I'm not trying to like pump sunshine up your cabooses here, folks. I really do see a renaissance coming. America is, man, we've been in bad places before, and I sense a comeback. And another reason, 
I went to a, a, a park this weekend with my, with my daughter, and there were a lot of people there, and my wife and, and, and my daughter's friend. Most of them, I mean, the overwhelming majority did not fall for the, the mask nonsense. They were out there. They were having fun. And I watched these kids playing with their parents and having a good time. And because I had that surgery on my leg, I had to sit down for a little while towards the end. And my wife took my daughter and her friend by herself. And I was just kind of sitting on a bench by myself. And I was watching all these kids play with their parents and the parents, the smiles on their faces. And I mean, thousands of them. And I put this up on my parlor account. It's timestamped to exactly when it happened, obviously. And I want you to just keep this all in mind. Folks, live your lives. There are no reruns here. You don't get another one. I put this on my parlor account. I said, yes, a lot of people have died from COVID. Yes, many more will die. Yes, I could be one of them. But living in eternal fear of the above means I've already forfeited away my life. And therefore, I'd be dead anyway. I choose to live. And I'm not looking back. You know, folks, the whole, I don't mean to bring it up that often, and you know I don't, but it's relevant here. The whole cancer thing really changed my outlook on life a lot. Notice I've been taking some days off here or there to spend time with my family. But when you get a scare like that, and listen, folks, I only had stage one Hodgkin's. I did, there are people who have stage four pancreatic who have months to live. This is not a sob story at all. Look at me, boo-hoo, none of that. It's not. Thank God for every minute of my life and if it ended tomorrow. And it was meant to be. But when you get that diagnosis and you don't know how serious it is, it does change things. You start to see things different. I always used to tell the story in the first few days about how I was driving home from the airport after uh, the airport down in Palm Beach. And I come back from New York and I had the tumor removed from my neck. And we didn't know if it was how serious this was going to be. Was it stage four? Was it Hodgkin's? Was it something more serious? And I looked at things different because I thought, Gosh, you could really die. And although everybody's going to die, it's only a matter of when. When you think the expiration date is right around the corner, you see things different. And I remember this shopping plaza on Canner Highway, close to where I lived at the time. And I'm driving by the shopping plaza. It's being built. And I remember thinking to myself, gosh, if I die, like I'll never see what goes in the shopping plaza. And I thought about my youngest daughter. My gosh, like I'll never see my daughter have a boyfriend, get married, go to college. My youngest daughter, like I'll never see that. And with regard to COVID and the fear porn and the panic, folks, there are no reruns here. There are no do-overs. You got one shot at this life. It's full of risks. Be smart. We don't need to be stupid about it. I think you all know that. But as I said in that parlor post, Yeah, a lot of people have died and a lot more can. You may be one of them. But if you sit in your house and cower in fear for the rest of your life, you're dead anyway. So what's the point? So what's the good news? The good news is I'm seeing along with what I saw in the park, people enjoying their lives with their kids for once, being responsible about it. I think that always matters, of course. But I saw a bunch of college kids around the country. They're supposed to be the most woke, right? You sure we're being told the whole story here? Because this should bring you some goosebumps. Here's Virginia Tech. College football's back. Virginia Tech played North Carolina this weekend, one of the college football opener games this weekend. And uh, Virginia Tech apparently comes out to Metallica's Enter Sandman. I want you to watch this, and I want you to watch this crowd. I'm telling you, America's going to make a comeback. <laughs> 
Check this out. Nothing like seeing 60,000 people finding their lives again. Folks, there's no reruns. There's no do-overs. You get one shot at this. All I'm about right now in my life, the only thing after this scare I had, the only thing, is memories with my kids. Those last forever. Cars, homes, all the other BS. I don't live my life like that. You can't take them with you. They stay here. Those memories last forever. These kids deserve memories, too. Maybe these Wisconsin kids, too. Did you see this? The third quarter in every Wisconsin football game, between the third and fourth quarter, they they play the soundtrack to my youth, House of Pain, Danny Boy, Everlast. You remember House of Pain, Jump Around? These Wisconsin kids weren't even around when uh, when this song came out. But they know how to jump around. This was the Wisconsin football game. By the way, watch this on Rumble on my Rumble account. It's a thousand times more impactful on Rumble. Check this out. It's been 651 days. Welcome back to your lives. You missed it, didn't you? So did I. Saved the best for last. Here's Texas A&M. Gotta love these kids at Texas A&M. These young, young men and women, I should say. They do the midnight yell. The midnight yell where they get together the night before the game. And um, they practice all their chants. And at the end, well, the yells, they call them, obviously. Midnight yell at Texas A&M. But one of the things they do also is the whole stadium, as they're practicing, the whole stadium, they, they practice the Aggie War hymn. They sing it. I want you to listen to this. They're talking about uh, Sawn Varsity's, Varsity's uh, horns off. Obviously, an attack on University of Texas, you know, hook them horns. So they're saying Saw Varsity's horns off. I want you to check this out. This is what 50,000-plus people sound like when they find their lives again. Check this out. And here's one more from the Texas A&M game. You got to watch this one on my Rumble account. The visuals are a lot more powerful. Thank you to the students and uh, the, the, uh, the young men and women and the, all the fans at Texas A&M because it's uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. They did the red, white, and blue game, and they did all the stands, color-coordinated, red, white, and blue. They striped it out, basically, just like Wisconsin does with their colors, but they did it for our patriotic colors. I want you to watch this and hear this, the thunderous round of applause as the Texas A&M football team comes out. And tell me again after hearing this, 
how we're not going to see a renaissance soon of freedom and liberty. Check this out. No reruns, folks, and no do-overs. You know, if you're high risk and you've got serious health problems, obviously, you know, that's different. You have to take precautions. You don't want to invite death in your door. But for us young and relatively healthy folks, like I hope I am now, you're sitting in your house afraid of this virus. You're dying anyway. Might as well get out. And go chalk up experiences and put them in that file and those memories you can remember with your kids. There's no reruns. You're not going to get to do this again. We're only young once. Let these kids live their lives. They deserve it. That was pretty awesome. I felt really renewed. I really needed that day off. I felt not because of some crazy workload, because I really needed to process this all. And remember, we still live in the greatest country on earth. God's not going to let this place fail. He's not. Human beings who are really dumb, many of these on the left specifically, will try to take this place down, but they won't. There's no reason we should even be here now. There's no reason we should be here now. The chances of us beating the British Empire twice, the revolution and the War of 1812, were probably one in a million, and we did it. Tell me again if this place isn't touched by the hand of God. I'll wait. All right, let me move on because I've got a lot more to get to today. Uh, There's another important story in Afghanistan. This You know, I don't mean to go from good news to bad news, but we're never going to fix it if we don't talk about the problems. Mike McCall was on with Chris Wallace this weekend, uh, congressman, and uh, he was talking about a brewing hostage situation in Afghanistan with Americans caught behind enemy lines. Folks, I mean, again, this isn't time for I told you so's, but did we not predict this? Did we not say this was going to happen Gee, we're leaving uh, our American citizens behind enemy lines with, some, with a bunch of tri- child bride marrying medieval terrorist murders. What could go wrong? Well, here's McCall telling a shocked Chris Wallace from Fox News. Yeah, there are people caught behind enemy lines. So this is really going to suck. Check this out. Since we left the country on Friday, how many Americans have gotten out of Afghanistan since we pulled out? How many Afghan allies have gotten out since the Taliban was in complete control of the country? I understand. Zero. And in fact, we have six airplanes at Mazar Sharif Airport, six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak, uh, also with these interpreters. And the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands right now. They, we have, the state has cleared uh, these flights and the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. So I'm sorry, the answer to your question is zero. And that's my concern is they're going to demand more and more, whether it be cash or legitimacy, as the government of Afghanistan. It's the most predictable hostage crisis in human history. And of course, the Biden administration doesn't care. They left their people behind enemy lines. Many of them may be killed. It appears a brewing hostage situation is happening right now. We'll get the details as they come out in the coming days. The worst part about the Biden administration and the disgraced Biden State Department. By the way, how is Tony Blinken, our secretary of state, disgraced? Secretary of State, how is he still in this job? How is that again? They're also lying about what happened over there. I told you last week they're lying about the number of people they evacuated. They did not. 
Our brave military secured the airfield after being put in an untenable situation in downtown Kabul. That's a fact. Another fact, the Biden administration is taking credit for hundreds of thousands of people evacuated, whatever it may be, 100,000 plus. Those were not our evacuations, all of them. Many of them were. Many of them were not. They were other countries. But because this disgusting, failed, senile old man in the White House can't stop lying, leaving our people behind and destroying the country because he's a disaster, he lies about everything, including evacuating four Americans overland to a third country. Washington Examiner story. Nowhere out of Midas. It'll be in a newsletter today. Remember this? U.S. evacuates four Americans overland to third country. They did? That's interesting because the former uh, military guy, Corey Mills, gentleman, uh, excuse me, who actually evacuated these four people is like, well, you know, that's interesting because we didn't really get any help from the State Department. Here, Fox News, Peter Hassan, Houston Keene, State Department's trying to steal credit for the rescue of four Americans from the Afghanistan, from Afghanistan. The organizer, Corey Mills, says that's a total lie here from the peace. They got no help from the State Department. They're just making this up. This is how disgusting this administration is. They're talking about the woman who was rescued with her kids, Miriam. Says the State Department's public posture about Miriam's rescue is absolute nonsense, Corey Mills told Fox in an interview on Monday. The fact that they're spitting this, trying to take 100% credit when they didn't track this family, when they placated this family, when the mother who was under extreme stress and pressure reached out to the State Department multiple times and, quote, got no help, no help. This is how disgusting this administration is. They abandon our people in Afghanistan. And after abandoning our people, what do they do? They try to take credit for evacuating the people they abandoned, even though they, quote, got no help. They are treading in dangerous territory, this administration. Dangerous territory, abandoning our people overseas and pretending the American people are going to forget. They think a whole lot less of us than we think of ourselves. You saw what I played in that opening. I'm telling you, I feel like a renaissance is coming in this country. I feel like there's a mass awakening happening right now. People realizing in mass they've been lied to the whole time. I got more coming up, including another disgraceful media fail. As they try, the media, folks, just disregard these people completely. Come here for truth. Go to other conservative outlets for truth. You are being abandoned. They are complete Soviet-style problem merchants right now. It's all the other. They're selling you bulls. You know what I'm talking about. They got busted again, again. Joy Reid leading the way. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So Joy Reid's been training hard um, to get the goal. You know, the, uh, the dopey talking head media Olympics. Joy is... <laughs> Joy Reid's been training tough. You know, she's the silver medalist. Uh, Brian Stelter's been the gold yeah. medalist forever. 
Chuck Todd was demoted to the bronze. But Joe, Joy Reid has been training hard. She oh, earned yeah. her silver medal. Folks, I've got to tell you, there she is, training hard to take out Stelter. I have got to tell you, I think there may be some breaking news this week. <laughs> if, this week. if Joy Reid has another moment like the one I'm about to play, she will have passed Brian Stelter for the gold medal in the dopey media talking head Olympics. Why? Nobody falls for a hoax as easily as this dunce Joy Reid. She will fall for any hoax ever, anywhere. Texas voting laws like Jim Crow, ivermectin's killing people in Oklahoma, left her, any hoax. She is the most gullible dunce in the media. Here is Joy Reid this weekend falling for the latest media ivermectin hysteria hoax, saying how ivermectin's killing people in Oklahoma. It's poisoning people like crazy. People are taking it for COVID. The over Oklahoma hospitals are overflowing. Folks, the whole story is a hoax. But don't tell Joy Reid. Joy Reid believes it. Here it is. So things are clearly bad, but they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste. The emergency room in one rural Oklahoma town is being overwhelmed by people overdosing on ivermectin, the horse deworming medication. It's gotten so bad that gunshot victims, gunshot victims, are having to wait to be treated. Okay, Joy Reid uh, clearly is one of the dumbest people on planet, not just in the media. I mean, just the dopey Olympics in general. She's always in contention. She's training hard. She will fall for anything. Apparently, Joy Reid um, thinks that ivermectin is strictly for horses. It is an FDA-approved anti-parasitic in humans that was awarded the research on at the Nobel Prize in 2015. But Joy's too dumb. She doesn't really know that. That's, you know, why she's on MSNBC. Um, so, again, a hysteria story was published, which I'll get to in a second, by Rolling Stone, an outlet known for uh, its hoaxes. Remember the uh, North Carolina, the Duke, uh, North Carolina rape story? Yeah. So Rolling Stone has a, uh, a tarred reputation with the truth. But uh, I'll get to that in a second because here's Fauci this weekend on with Jim Acosta. And it's interesting how Fauci brings up misinformation being the problem with COVID, yet he doesn't bring up any of the ivermectin hoaxes, the Wuhan lab hoax. I'll get to that in a second, too. Here's Fauci the fake, this phony Fauci again. Misinformation. The misinformation's coming from Fauci and his team. Listen to this hack. Did you ever expect that you would have, I guess, to compete with the likes of Tucker Carlson and, and Joe Rogan, uh, Dr. Fauci, and are their voices uh, more powerful uh, and, I guess, more widespread than uh, people like yourself, uh, other public health experts who are out there? And is that, isn't that part of the problem? Well, uh, Jim, disinformation and misinformation is really a very serious issue when it comes to a public health issue like COVID-19. This is incredible. This is incredible. This Don Sacosta, who we don't even bother with, he's not even a serious person. So, you know, he trains for the Olympics constantly, but he's not serious enough for us to put in there because nobody actually listens to Acosta anyway. He mentions misinformation, but doesn't mention that the misinformation is almost exclusively coming from the American left and the media. Joe Rogan, you think Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan who've been largely right on everything. The misinformation is coming from left. Oh, you doubt me? By the way, more on the Wuhan lab thing in a second, which Fauci is knee-deep in, knee-deep in. That's why CNN goes to him. Here's what happened with the Rolling Stone story. So Rolling Stone put out this story this weekend. Here's a tweet they put out on their blue checkmark account. They're very serious. Rolling Stone, gunshot victim. Joe, Joe, you got to say this with drama. Yeah. 
Gunshot victims left waiting as horse dewormer overdoses overwhelm Oklahoma hospitals, doctor says. Rolling Stone was like, whoa, horse dewormer, ODs, Odizzles everywhere. Oklahoma kicking out gunshot people. Everybody, oh, ivermectin, horse paste overdose. I'm not, uh, doc, help me. Gunshot victim. Get, get away, gunshot victim. I took horse paste. This is everywhere. Hospital was overwhelmed. Fascinating. Can you go back to that a second? One more thing. I Notice the picture, by the way. The picture in the tweet. If you're watching on Rumble. Don't, don't say, Joe, I know you caught it. I know you probably caught it. So if you're watching or if you're not watching, if you're just listening at home, in the tweet about Oklahoma hospitals being overwhelmed with O-Dizzles from ivermectin, they have a photo of a line that appears to be a line to get into the hospital. You notice something funny. My sister lives in Oklahoma. She lives in uh, Oklahoma City. Her husband's a doctor, by the way, so I'm quite familiar with the Oklahoma uh, situation out there. We are in, uh, last time I checked, Joe, let me just check the calendar just to be sure. It is September, yeah, correct, here it Joe? Is. So I guess it is there, too. September yeah. 7th. Uh-huh. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Joe says it's September here. So he accurately states it is likely, although Joe's worried about the fact checkers, it's likely September in Oklahoma too. Good call, Joe. I like the way, you know, you caveat that because you do have fact checkers out there, you know, who uh, they they seem obsessed with us, you know, 24-7, 365. It's interesting how Oklahoma, which is very hot, I spent a lot of time out there, people have hats on, hoodies, triple fat gooses, (laughs) boots, thermal gear. Picture was taken on January, folks. That's a vaccine line outside of a church. But of course, Rolling Stone, specialists in fake news, in order to make it appear grave, have a bunch of people lined up and they think it's a line to get in the hospital. Of course, it isn't. They are just liars. Now, here's the update to the story about Oklahoma hospitals overflowing with people ODing on horse paste. Update. The Northeastern Hospital System, Sequoia, issued a statement. This is the hospital that was allegedly overflowing with ODs. Apparently, the doctor, or Dr. Jason Michalaya, is not even an employee of NHS Sequoia. He's affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency rooms. With that said, Dr. Michalaya has not worked at the hospital in question in over two months. This is the update from Rolling Stone. <laughs> the whole story's made up. The whole story, even the picture. NHS Sequoia has not treated. (laughs) This this may be the greatest update in the history of fake news. The hospital allegedly overflowing with horse pasters. NHS Sequoia has not treated any, any, (laughs) not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. This includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdoses. Joy Reid, she's all. <laughs> Sorry. It goes on this update. This is the greatest update ever. All patients who have visited our emergency room have received medical attention as appropriate. There's nothing about the story. They're not overflowing. There's no horse paste overdoses. And our hospital has not had to turn away any patients seeking emergency. <laughs> So, just to be clear, the Rolling Stone story with the photo. Horse paste or ODs, 
clogging up the ER. They're kicking patients out, even who've been shot with gunshots. And look at this picture of it. The picture's fake. The ER's not overflowing. And they haven't treated any patients at all for horse pace. Good job, Rolling Stone. Good job. Thank you, Joe. Come on. Round of applause. Nice job, fellas. Folks, and you wonder why I tell you, disregard these idiots. Disregard any... that's right. Guy says it's not. I'm, 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 I just got to remember this for the show today. Maybe I'll ask President Trump about it. Folks, if you've been the regular listener to my podcast, I have the Dan Bongino rule. The Bongino rule is this. Please wait 72 hours before retweeting or, or sending out on any of your social media accounts any story from the mainstream media about Corona, Donald Trump. And it will likely be proven to be false. Quit. Just don't do it. Now, of course, um, that relate. I'll get to the. You know what? I got to get to my different Showing you again why the media are to be completely disregarded. Pay no attention to them at all. None. Disregard what they say. They are only a source of humor for this show. Joy Reid. There's more. How many people fell for this ivermectin host? Keep in mind, folks. These dipwads at the Wall Street Journal. All they had to do was one thing. Joe, what's the one thing they had to do? All they had to do was call the hospital. That's all they had to do was call the hospital. Hey, uh, NHS Sequoia, are your uh, emergency rooms uh, overflowing with horse pasters? Uh, we haven't had one horse paster in here yet. For that's, They didn't even do that. Of course, Joy Reid, <laughs> Bozo the Clown, she jumps right on it. But there's more. There's more. The misinformation, the legions of misinformation in this country. I mean, piles of overflowing human waste of misinformation is all coming from the left. All right, let me get to my third sponsor, and I'll get to more. Joy Reid wasn't the only one who fell for it. NBC is just full of people too stupid to actually call the hospital. So it wasn't just Joy Reid. Soon, I, Gee, seriously, we may have to make a change this week to so get that graphic ready. We may. Joy is. It's not just Joy who fell for it. Here are the other ones who fell for an easily dis, uh, debunked horse pace story. Um <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not like I promise you. I just I can't get over how stupid these people are, and how yet the attacks on misinformation or attacks directed at the right. We're always the truth tellers correcting these idiots. Here's Moscow Rachel Maddow, Russia Rachel. Of course, she tweets the story out. Patients overdosing on ivermectin, backing up rural Oklahoma hospitals. You know, Russia Reno, you know, the Donald Trump tax returns lady. The Moscow fanatic, oh, Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, giving each other back rubs. So that she's just an idiot. Um, here's Newsweek, a former journalism outlet now turned into a satire blog. Newsweek, an emergency room physician said gunshot victims are having trouble getting ER beds through the overflow of people. I mean, really, Newsweek, you couldn't just call the hospital. You people are this freaking stupid. You couldn't even call. Here's the New York Daily News. I grew up in New York. I mean, a clown site, if there ever was one. Here, hospitals in Oklahoma overwhelmed. With horse pasters. There you go again. New York Daily News in their account. Listen, man. Why is there a war on ivermectin? I don't know who's been bought off, folks. But as I said to you all throughout last week, and I'll say again, and don't ever forget this on coronavirus and COVID, disregard the mainstream media completely. The CDC, if they have lied to you end over end over end, they have lied to you. The truth is out there. You can find it. We promise to deliver it here. Good news, bad news, and indifferent news. You will get it right here because facts matter. I promise you that. You have my pledge. 
But I want you to understand there are two approved narratives with COVID only. I don't know if it's a money thing. I don't know. One is wear a mask that they can't prove is effective. And number two is take the vaccine. That is it. Those are the only approved narratives. Anything outside of those narratives, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, any kind of, you know, vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, uh, vitamin C, any kind of potential therapeutic or therapeutic. I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending them. I'm not not recommending them. I'm simply telling you there is research out there. You should look up on your own. Seek your own truth. It is out there. You're never going to get it from the media. They don't want you to get the truth. They want and they don't care if you die. They're not embarrassed by it. When Joe Rogan, who Jim Acosta, that zero, cited in his piece, when Joe Rogan recovered from coronavirus in just a few days after saying he took ivermectin, there were some in the media and many on the left who were sad. They were not embarrassed that they wanted Joe Rogan to die. You know, I say to my 17-year-old daughter, and I'll say to the media folks, and I want you to listen, I know you're not embarrassed because you're genuinely evil people. I mean that in the real sense of the word evil. And I understand that evil. That's why I'm here. So I've never been motivated by money or anything else. I'll get to that a little later too. And you'll understand you're genuinely evil people. And I say to my daughter often, maybe this will wake you up. Someone told me once, if you want to teach your kids a sense of empathy from the time they're young, ask them if they were watching what they did in a movie If those kids were watching themselves in a movie, would they be proud of the person in the movie? Would they cheer them on? may sound silly, but I thought it was pretty powerful. I've done a lot of stupid stuff in my life. And if someone would have said that to me, Dan, when you did that, when you did that, if you were watching someone else do that in a movie or watching yourself, would you be proud? And the answer is, hell no, I wouldn't. I was embarrassed and shame. Shame is a gift. Do you have any shame? Celebrating people's deaths from COVID online because you, they don't tow your company line. Do you have any shame at all? Celebrating people's deaths. You're filth. You're disgusting filth. You're the worst of us. And despite that, I don't wish you dead from anything. You'll have your day with the Lord. I don't think that's going to be pretty. You don't believe me they want you dead? Here's Ruth Marcus in the Washington Post. This is an actual piece that made it into the Washington Post. One of the lead purveyors of misinformation and disinformation in the country today. Opinion. Doctors should be allowed to give priority to vaccinated patients when resources are scarce. Really? Are we applying that same rule to drug users? What about to prostitutes and criminals? What about that? What about rapists? What about people who contract other viruses through... IV drug usage. You see the dangerous road? Ruth Marcus is too stupid to figure this out because she writes for the Washington Post. So she's, you know, of course, there's an IQ test and the ceiling is 90. Anything above 90, you're not allowed to write for the Washington Post. Ruth Marcus is too stupid to figure that out. But she doesn't realize that when you start applying your personal politics to medicine, that road takes a dangerous path, doesn't it? You want conservative towns to start distributing medicine differently based on if people support or don't support government-run medicine? How about that? What's the difference? Government-run medicine will do more to destroy people's health than anything else. So if you support that, should you be banned? Should your health care be rationed too? Oh, Ruth is like, oh, I didn't really think of that. Of course you didn't. You're an idiot. Of course you didn't think of that. You got to leave the thinking up to us. Hookers, criminals, IV drug users, keep them out too. I haven't thought about any of that. 
It's too stupid. Speaking of stupid again, I told you in the beginning, Fauci with Jim Acosta talking about misinformation is the big problem. Misinformation, you mean like Rolling Stone and Ivermectin? No, he doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that at all. He means uh, misinformation that makes him look bad, which means it's actual information, not misinformation. Look what broke today in The Intercept. Story will be in my show notes. The Intercept, by the way, the same outlet, left-wing outlet, by the way, that attacked Dr. Fauci for saying exactly this. Glenn Greenwald has a great tweet up. Greenwald thinks The Intercept, the only reason The Intercept may have written this article about the Wuhan lab potentially being the source of the virus is because they tried to make Fauci look good with a FOIA request for paperwork surrounding funding, surrounding funding and they found out, uh-oh, uh-oh, looky here, folks. This doesn't make us look good, but they got to print it. They did the FOIA. The Intercept, new details emerge about coronavirus research at the Chinese lab. New details? Yeah, we've known these details for a long time. Maybe they're new details to you. Apparently that the Wuhan lab in China that Fauci's agency helped fund through the EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak, some people are now starting to acknowledge what we knew a long time ago, that, quote, this is a roadmap to the high-risk research that could have led to the current pandemic, says Gary Ruskin. Executive director of, uh, director of U.S. Right to Know, a group that's been investigating the origins of COVID-19. You know what's fascinating about this, too? Steve Day sent me a message this morning about that. Who re- he wrote the book about Dr. Fauci, the authoritative book about Dr. Fauci's disgusting history with misinformation. In that intercept piece, they discuss, quote, spillover potential. Spillover potential. Meaning... The sole purpose of a lot of this research was to make sure that the virus spilled over into humans. It's not just gain of function that's a scandal. The real scandal now is this was clearly designed to infect humans. So the only question left, folks, now, the only question, which Fauci continues to duck because he's a coward, a coward, a coward. The only question now is that the Chinese government leaked this virus on purpose. Or was it an accident? That's the only question. All right. Speaking of the Washington Post, massive misinformation machine. They are nothing more than Soviet-style Pravda zeros. That's what they've been for a long time. This article came out this weekend. Friday night was long. We had a lot going on this weekend before the Labor Day holiday. I was really tired. So I'm out trying to enjoy some blackened salmon, one of my favorite things to eat with my wife and my daughter. We're talking, having a good time. A couple people came over to say hello. And this article, someone sends it to me and goes, look at this zero at the Washington Post. The zero's name is Elizabeth Dwashkin, Dwoshkin. I don't know, who cares? But she published this article at the Washington Post. Misinformation, the Washington Post talking about misinformation is one of the most intentionally, I think, they have to be joking. Like this has to be a pitch at humor. The Washington Post writing about misinformation. So this is Dwashkin, Dwoshkin. She says, misinformation on Facebook got six times more clicks than factual news during the 2020 election study, says. Right-leaning pages also produce more misinformation. The forthcoming study found. Notice, she cites no examples in this piece of misinformation whatsoever. Because Elizabeth Dwashkin is too stupid to do journalism. So we did the journalism for her. But here's the piece of part where she mentions me. This is, this is classic. Talk about this study about right-wing misinformation from the Washington Post, which is hilarious. She cites NewsGuard. NewsGuard. She doesn't even do the homework herself. She says, no, they said it. 
It was like, she does the Beavis and Butthead. It was other kids. She doesn't do any research herself. She says these groups have categorized thousands of Facebook publishers by their political leanings and by their propensity to share trustworthy or untrustworthy news. <laughs> Why did you post? This is hilarious. The team then took 2,551 of these pages and compared the interactions on posts on pages to publishers known for misinformation, such as the left-leaning Occupy Democrats and the right-leaning Dan Bongino and Breitbart. <laughs> so this numbnuts, Elizabeth Dwoshkin, that sounds very serious, Elizabeth Dwoshkin, she does no journalism at all. She writes an entire piece of the Washington Post about alleged misinformation, cites me, but cites no examples whatsoever of actual misinformation. This is from the Washington Post. The Washington Post, a website that has been debunked so many times that they're still in business is hilarious. Why people pay to be lied to, I simply don't understand. She doesn't cite her own paper as being known for misinformation. She just cites on one example. Now, of course, I had a correct Elizabeth Dwoshkin on DMs. She didn't have the guts to publish what I wrote her. It's, it's nice. Oh, it's nice. Because she's a loser. So what does she do? They have to correct the piece. They have to state that NewsGuard, by the way, is a for-profit company. Oh, 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 now we feel, Joe, it's not a philanthropic no. NewsGuard, dreaded air quotes. NewsGuard, it's a for-profit, oh, okay. Thank you for that correction, Elizabeth Dwojkin, misinformation specialist. So, of course, she did no journalism, so we did the journalism for her. And when you go to NewsGuard, the for-profit, <laughs> Hold Joe, hold it. Key, hold it in. Hold it in. Here is their tr most trustworthy sites out there. New, new <laughs> the verdict is in. We've all taken crazy pills. Here are the trustworthy sites. NewsGuard. NewsGuard. Number one, NBC News, the horse pasters. They're number one. Remember Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid? The New York Times, the PP hoaxers, MSN. Oh, Microsoft. Oh, that definitely. The Washington Post. How convenient. The Washington Newsweek. Look at that. Newsweek's the horse pasters. Newsweek. This is hilarious. The Washington Post. Number four most reputable. She doesn't mention that at all. That a for-profit site is trying to benefit the left-wing scam site. The Washington Post doesn't mention that in the piece. Just mentions Dan Bongino known for misinformation. What misinformation? Oh, I don't know. NewsGuard said so. <laughs> nice job. Good job. Journalism. Journalism. Well done. Elizabeth Dwoshkin. <laughs> so because Elizabeth's really not that bright, we decided we'd help her out, do a little journalism. So, yeah, we went to NewsGuard. It's like, no, the Washington Post, they're legit. Are they? Let's go through just uh, four of the hundreds of hoaxes the Washington Post has published. Uh, here's number one. Rolling, this is when Matt Taibbi, who's an actual good journalist, wrote at Rolling Stone. Um, he since left. I guess he got tired of Rolling Stone's history of fake news. This is the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone writing about the Washington Post hoax. Remember the blacklist story? The blacklist. There's a bunch of blacklist websites out there publishing Russian propaganda. Yeah, hoax. That was a hoax. Here's another one. Remember the Washington? No, excuse me. The Vermont utility got hacked. Remember this story? Risks U.S. electrical grid. Hacked by the Russians. Washington Post. Yeah, that was a hoax. <laughs> Sit down, two hoaxes? No, no, not just two. No, there's more. Remember, these are, this is according to News NewsGuard. This is the fourth most reputable site in the country. Investors Business Daily. 
Washington Post caught red-handed peddling anti-Trump fake news. Remember the story about Trump denying passports to Latinos? Yeah, it was fake. It was in the Washington Post, too. <laughs> Remember this one? New York Post. Washington Post correction points to a larger issue with agenda-driven anonymous sources. Remember the Washington Post? When they printed the uh, Trump spoke to the Georgia election official, Joe, and told him to find the fraud. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, didn't, that didn't happen either. Yeah, that was another hoax when the transcript came out. Remember, remember that? When the transcript and the voice call came out, it wasn't actually in there. Washington, <laughs> Elizabeth Washington, though, writes for the Washington Post. Folks, the disinformation, misinformation business is a grift. It's always been a grift. Why? What's going on? I don't have it in the show today because it's a very long piece. If you decide to read, though, Mike Cernovich, who I... Well, puts out a lot of good stuff. Cernovich on his social media account pointed people to an article on Harper's Bazaar or Harper's, man, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't read Harper's that often, but I read it's long. It's about, I don't know, looks like about 8,000 words or something, but it's worth your time. It's clearly not written by a right winger, but it's about the disinformation, misinformation grift, the grift, the scam, how people are making money off calling other people misinformation while ironically being misinformation outlets themselves. How's the grift work? Well, Harper's describes it well. There's a problem right now. And uh, ombudsman, both of you, I need, if this doesn't sound right, Guy, Joe, you got to pay attention. You got to stop me. Because if you don't understand this, okay, thank you. You will never get the disinformation grift and you'll be losing a lot about what's going on in modern politics. The left are tyrannical speech suppressors, all right? So the, the fact that they want to shut the right up has nothing to do with the grift. It's just the left or socialists. So they, they, they'll always be in the, in the camp of suppressing speech and being speech tyrants, okay? That, that's the, but how are people making money off it? Well, the social media companies, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, they've sold an advertising model to people a long time ago. And the advertising model is this, specifically Facebook. They've said, hey, we're Facebook. If you advertise with us, we can change behavior. Folks, that's what advertising is, right? Here's a gavel for the Dan Bongino show. Do you really need this gavel? No. But if you advertise on Facebook, you see this gavel? People will want to buy this gavel. Look at that gavel. Golden gavel. Look at that. A little bit of brass on top. It's a beautiful gavel. Makes a great sound. If you put that on Facebook, people will want that gavel and your sales will explode. Right? That's what fake book's selling. And you'll sell more on our platform. Anybody confused? Of course you're not. You're really smart. There are leftists listening, though, so we got to go slow. The problem there is leftists who are speech tyrants, speech for anti-civil liberties activists, they hate civil liberties, they hate you, they hate everyone, they hate themselves, they're disgusting, filth, many of them. They don't like having to debate the issues because they're wrong. So they went to Facebook and said, look, Donald Trump won because of you guys. You did it. You've tracking. So now Facebook's in a little bit of a quandary. Joe, you picking up what I'm putting down? Can you see where yeah, I'm going yeah. with this? Mm -hmm. Facebook can't say to the leftist Soviet Union Pravda-like speech suppression a-holes. Facebook can't say to them, no, no, we don't have that kind of power. People make their own decisions about elections because they're telling companies the exact right. opposite. You get it? We can influence behavior just on right. elections. So Facebook decided to do a, a split the baby, right? They said, here's what we're going to do. Yes, we can definitely influence behavior. Keep that ad money coming in. But we're going to rely on a bunch of left-wing grifters who have no principles at all and are Soviet communist fascists. 
We're going to rely on them to fact check. And they're going to employ old school journalism. The Washington Post, USA Today as fact checkers, keeping them employed. And it allows us to play both sides. Yes, we can influence elections, but we've got an army of left wingers to prevent losing. You get it? You get it? You dig? Split that baby. Split them in half. We can influence behavior, but don't worry. Left-wing grifters are going to make sure that we only influence political behavior so that the left wins elections. (laughs) Genius. The Harper's piece is incredible. It's very good. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes today. Let me take a little note on that. Key, remind me, okay? Show notes. You can read it. It's long. It's a left-winger who wrote it, from my my guessing, based on how he wrote the piece. It's not a conservative. We can influence behavior, and we'll make sure we use leftists to influence your election behavior. Well, who's one of those people? Who's the queen of the grifters? This is a fact-checker person. I just, on my life, I just learned about this person a couple weeks ago. Someone sent me a screenshot. We had apparently blocked her on Twitter. Like I said, I'm not on to my team is. I'm not, so I don't see any of this crap, a lot of stuff. But someone sent me this and said, hey, Look at this. Joe, why does everybody who hate us, why do they always look crazy? <laughs> this is apparently one of the crazy people. Why do they always look crazy? <laughs> why do they always look nuts? This Someone sent me this. This is the queen of the grifters, apparently. I had to do some homework. This is Nardini Janney, or what is it? Nandini Jammy. Nandini Jammy, the queen of the grifters. Again, why do they always look crazy, right? So apparently a couple weeks ago, she was celebrating, she's like, I got a couple ads canceled from Dan Bongino's website. Excellent. Good for you. We, we never noticed, but that's okay. Whatever. Uh, again, we've diversified our income. I had an ad. I'm not, folks, I swear to you, I'm, this is not like puffery. She probably did cause some short-term damage to our website. On my life, I swear to you, nobody, nobody even noticed. I had to call one of my business managers and go, hey, do you know Nardini Jami? And he's like, no. I'm like, She's saying she got a bunch of ads canceled from our site. He calls me like a day later. Yeah, there's some like ad company that was like, hey, reputational risk or something. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Good job. Well done, Nardini. Great great job. Queen of the Grifters. We didn't notice, but whatever. You do you. So uh, I had to do some homework into Nardini, the queen of the grifting. She's one of these people who benefits from the misinformation grift, right? So here's one of her Twitter posts. This one's hilarious. Again, here's Nardini. Talking about how bias in the media is not a problem. <laughs> By the way, this woman definitely owns cats. 100%. Joe, <laughs> like six or seven, oh, don't you least. think? Yeah. I'm sorry. You stay, stay quiet. I'm definitely, yeah. do you know, 100%. This is six, seven cats. No doubt about it. <laughs> He's like, you know, she does. Here's an Nardini Jimmy. Exactly. When the conversation should really be about who's informing the public, providing accurate information. You, I just gave you the Rolling Stone hoax versus bad faith actors who seek to divide and destabilize our country. People fall for this. She says bias isn't the problem. Joe, there's no bias in the media. Some of the best accountability journalism out there is bias. Yeah, sure. sure. So I found something interesting this morning. We had to unblock Nardini to take a look at her. I don't know why she was, but I have no idea. I swear I have no idea who this person was up until a couple weeks ago. But she's very self-celebratory. I'm going to cancel all your sponsors. Just get on with it. Go ahead. Do I sound like the kind of person who cares? I'm talking about it on the show right now. Do I, does that, I'm just checking. 
Do I sound like the kind of person who's motivated by money? Oh my gosh, don't do that. Cancel spots. You may have, folks, here's an Arditi's threat. You may have less ads on our website, Bongino.com. Oh my gosh, stop it now. Stop it, Nardini. Stop it. So, Nardini, she tweets this morning to her buddy, oh, Angelo Corazon. You mean the transophobe racist at Media Matters? Here's Nardini. I, I, I'm, go, Angelo, block me because he's a chump and a coward, too. She's like, whoa, 18 years. Happy anniversary, you two. I don't know what the tweet was about because Angelo Corazon blocked me. Like I suspect uh, Nardini Jami will today after she gets wrecked. So, oh, you mean the same Angelo Corazon who wrote blog posts about, quote, Japs? Jewry and trannies? You mean that guy? Oh, conveniently, that's Nardini's buddy. All you companies working with Nardini, you know she hangs around with transophobes, anti-Asian guys, and anti-Semites? Did you know that? Did you know Nardini Jami was uh, hangs around with anti-Semites? Oh, did you? Oh, you didn't know that. So Nardini apparently had some success this weekend too. She th- she thinks she's going to do this all in quiet. So Nardini, let's do this. Let's do a little back and forth with sponsors, okay? Because Nardini's like got a profile like this, and we got a profile like that. So let's do a little back and forth. So Nardini apparently took a scalp this week. He's very proud of her. She bra- brags about herself. Hey, I got an ad canceled on your website. <laughs> Great. Good job. Well done. Excellent. Here's Nardini. She says, hey, Warby Parker. I, I never heard of this company. This is, this is like a sunglass or glasses company. She says, hey, Warby Parker, did you mean to place your ads on the Daily Wire? That's Ben Shapiro's website. An outlet that's promoting the Texas abortion ban? So she tweets to this company, do you wear Warby Parker glasses? Folks, we're going to make sure Warby Parker hears from us today. I'm be talking about this on the radio. Warby Parker's apparently got an IPO coming up soon as well. I, I heard something like that. Be a real shame if, you know, 40, 50% of the country, it's not much of a stock sales tactic. Are they going public? I'm not sure. Can someone check that out? I expect you to call Warby Parker if you can today, please uh, email them um, and let them know that uh, they are working with a woman, by the way, who gives shout outs to people who are anti-Semites, anti-Asian, and uh, by the way, and don't like uh, uh, transgender individuals either. Call them trannies and stuff. So Warby Parker responded to Nardini and Warby Parker, if you see in the subsequent tweet back to her says, so if you have their glasses, I strongly recommend you return them immediately. Warby Parker says we work with a third party to place some of our advertisements that did not approve this placement. We have since worked with our partner to block our ads from appearing on this site, the daily wire. Wait, leave that up. Can you just leave that for a second? So Warby Parker, just to be clear, Ben Shapiro supports life and not terminating infants in the womb when they have a heartbeat, and that doesn't, that doesn't work for you? So we're not welcome. I just want to make that clear. For those of you who have Warby Parker glasses, this is their verified site. They responded to Nardini, Nardini, who's friends with anti-Semites and stuff. They responded well. So Warby Parker, Warby Parker, you're not welcome if you support life in the womb. You're not welcome with Warby Parker. Be a real shame, folks, if people emailed Warby Parker, tweeted to them at Warby Parker help, and people called the company's customer service line and returned their glasses and stopped buying them in the future. That'd be really terrible, wouldn't it? That's what you get for working with Nardini, who's friends with anti-Semites and transophobes. Keep it up, Nardini. Get on with it. Get on with your cancellations. By the way, let us know who you're calling to cancel on our website. And we'll just cancel them in advance. That's the nice part about saving up your money your whole life and 
really believing in the activism cause can never be intimidated by life losers and cat ladies ever. Why don't you just focus on us for a little while? Nardini, just focus on us for like the next couple months. Get everything canceled. Go right ahead. Knock yourself out. Just get on with it. Stop the talking and the puffery. Hey, look at me. I got your website canceled. Good, good for you. Have a whole lot of fun with that. Again, do I sound like the type of person who's even remotely intimidated by your bullshit? Ah. Toying with the wrong guy. I don't know what other companies will do, but I don't care. Make sure you call Warby Parker today, folks. Let him know. Don't miss my radio show later today. We got Donald Trump on board, so you're not going to want to miss that interview. And I uh, really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Thanks, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.